Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of It's Worth Living. Let's go. Our topic for this week is optimal health, our journey. So basically, uh, Ed and I were gonna share our journey as how how this whole thing started for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to remind you, um, we are having a month of health uh, health talk. So we're gonna talk about different ways to obtain optimal health. And we have um, guests coming up in the next couple of weeks just to. Uh, talk about different topics and how it affects our body, mind, and our being in general. So hopefully everybody uh, comes through to uh, to listen to us. Um, so Ed, what do we have going on this week? What do we have for us? Well, as you know, since we've mentioned to our listeners that uh, optimal health is very important, and uh, we discussed last week um, how food determines our destiny. Um, before I begin, before we before we share our our journey and what um, brought us to um, searching for optimal health, I wanted to read something uh, regarding uh, digestion and health. It says there is no door in our stomach by which we can look in and see what is going on. So we must use our mind and reason from cause to effect. The digestive organs have an important part to act in our life happiness. God has given us intelligence that we may learn what we should use as food. Shall we not, as sensible men and women, study whether the things we eat will be in agreement or whether they will cause trouble? People have a sour stomach. People who have a sour stomach are very often of a sour disposition. Hmm. Everything seems to be contrary to them and they are inclined to be peevish and irritable. If we would have peace among ourselves, we should give more thought than we do to having a peaceful stomach. Wow. So basically you're saying that um, what we put in our mouth not only affects the way we grow, but it affects the way we function as human. That's uh, right. Our attitude, if we're sad to say this, if we're stank, as we would say, mm-hmm. or angry, irritated, it always starts with what we put in. Remember, the, you know that saying, you are what you eat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And and the thing is, that has been real uh, for so long, because in many different ways, as a matter of fact. You know, the things you eat, not only... Uh, it helps you grow, but it diminishes your body. It does. Uh, it you know it goes through your pores. You know if you eat asparagus, you know when you know when you use the restroom, you can not only smell it, but it sort of it's a cleansing. Asparagus is good for your body, mm-hmm. anyways. But you know it uh, another um, you know example of why we are what we eat. You eat a lot of onions. You eat a lot of curry. You you know it goes through your pores when you when you sweat you know mm-hmm. different things like that. so it sort of represent you both inside and outside. Yeah, there were two points. I remember there was this uh, uh, gentleman that I, I heard him say this as simple as possible for people who don't understand. If you eat Twinkies, guess what you have? <laughs> Twinkie blood, because whatever you eat turns mm-hmm. into blood. Mm-hmm. So if you eat 
a lot of processed foods, mm -hmm. you end up having processed blood. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at that whole aspect, whatever you do put in your body, mm -hmm. if here's the thing too, if it doesn't come out, it begins to store. So if the body can't break it down, mm -hmm. eventually it can become problematic. Mm -hmm. To where not only does it irritate you where it shows in your disposition, but eventually over time, it can cause mm -hmm. issues. Yeah. I actually did a, did this experiment um, with taking people's blood and, you know, different um, people who eat different things on a regular basis. And I did that example uh, that, uh, re not a research person, it was more like an experiment with, with my brother, he, um, MD in New York. Mm -hmm. uh, he... So basically, we we did uh, we took the blood, mm -hmm. uh, you know, spin it in uh, in the, uh, the machine that they use. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, okay, I, I I kind of blacked out. I, I sent a few. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, we we spin it, and then you know the plasma rises, mm -hmm. and then we examine the plasma based on what you've eaten. And the thing is, when you eat something, it like it turns into blood. But the plasma also take the, the color and the shape of everything that's in your body. So you would see somebody who eats red meat. The plasma is supposed to be somewhat like a, a light color, like pinkish. Not even pinkish, but like kind of like a light pink type of color. It is derived from blood because it's the, it's the liquid uh, that is in your blood. Your you know, when you hydrate, it goes in there. So that uh, plasma from someone who eats red meat, from somebody who eats just white meat, and somebody who does not eat meat at all, the difference is dramatic. I, I wish we had like a visual picture of everybody, but uh, I, I took the pictures and I sent it, sent it to him. And he was using it to show his patients. You know, when he's trying to get them to change their diet, eat a certain way, he would, he would basically, you know, show them this is what this is looking like right now. And this is not good. Because if you're supposed to be hydrated, you know, the water in your body should not take this much color. And mm -hmm. sometimes you can see, it depends on the, how the person eats. If they eat a lot of grease, it's like a shade of uh, uh, a bleachy color. Mm -hmm. and, and when they say people have uh, syrup for, for blood, it, it might not be literal, but it's close enough because of the, the way, you know, it, all that stuff. And you know, it, it's it's crazy. I wish I worked in a lab where I can really examine these things to the T to see what really is going on in our body because um, it it, um, it really becomes who we are when we eat a certain thing. When we eat some one thing consistently, yeah, you might be high in this, but then you're very low in everything else, and mm -hmm. you know, and that makes us sick anyway because your body needs a balance. You yeah. Know, right? yeah. So a lot of people say they want to eat better, but they can't. They don't know if they're gonna get the right amount of vitamins or nutrients. You have to make the balance because certain vitamins are sold separately uh, versus having to get it from animal meat, which is not necessarily even accurate anymore. Yeah, so, okay. so really and truly, when you look at it, life and or death is in the blood, mm -hmm, basically. And yeah. so it is important to watch what we eat. So the question that, you know, as we talked about, where many people may be asking now, OK, so what do we do? What should we do? How do, where do we begin? Um, and so I guess since we want to talk about our journey, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, 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 I was not one growing up that was always conscious of um, eating healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, growing up, I ate all the 
I guess what you would call junk food mm-hmm. <laughs> or the, 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 the American diet. You know, I, you know, I thought I had the best lunch at school, you know, mm-hmm. all the sandwiches and the burgers and McDonald's. I remember in high school uh, when the uh, Monopoly game came out and, you know, you were trying to win. Mm-hmm. I ate McDonald's three times a week. Wow. Once. I was just mm-hmm. doing, you know, just trying to win. And then um, until I moved in 2009, you know, of course, you know, going back and forth at school, you know, in school, we, you know, we went to school where they had vegetarian meals. But I didn't, I still didn't understand. I just thought, okay, well, whatever I eat, just didn't necessarily think that it mattered. Mm-hmm. But in 2009, well, living here in Georgia, there was a, uh, um, a medical missionary that came to the church. And I just so happened to be there that day. And he started talking about the different things, um, different ailments mm-hmm. or different signs that something's going on in the body that needs changes. Mm-hmm. And so everything they were listing, I started checking them off. I was like, oh, that's me. Mm-hmm. I have this oily skin, breaking out acne. I said, like, that's me. And the first thing he said is, you have this. Remove this from your diet. And everything they listed came from um, animals or yeah, for the most part, it was animal products mm-hmm. or processed foods. Mm-hmm. And that day I said, you know what? Going home, I'm changing my diet. So I literally went to the fridge. Mm-hmm. I took that Saturday night, cleared everything out. And then Sunday, went to the market. What I was buying, I still didn't know. But I just knew I was doing plant-based. I was, you know, I was a vegan. Mm-hmm. Well, that journey began, you know, of course, um, still learning because you don't know everything yet. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the losing of the weight. Um, but of course, at one time, I didn't know how to eat as I was saying. There was more um, carbs and more processed foods um, that were plant-based. So fast forward, uh, 2012, um, you know, living life. And, you know, I used to feel pain, Pete. And our listeners in my left knee. But I always thought, okay, well, you know what, from playing sports, um, you know, I probably injured my leg and it never healed um, correctly. And so one day while I was home and I had shorts on and my cousin just stopped by and she said, your knee looks a little, dis- you know, uh, it looks disfigured. You need to get it checked out. I was like, ah, it's pro- it just probably healed incorrectly. You know, I said, nah, I don't think it's anything serious. So in March, of 2012, I, you know, usually go for your annual physical, went for my physical, spoke to my uh, PCP at the time, and I said, hey, before we leave, I just wanted to check out my knee, um, just to see what's going on. And I remember just saying, hey, you know, it looks a little chronic, so we need to do an MRI. Two hours later, I got the call that changed my life. <laughs> and she basically said, I need you to come back to the office. But because we had a rapport, she basically mentioned that after the radiologist looked at it, it looked compatible to something called osteosarcoma. And osteosarcoma is a form of a bone cancer. Of course, you're scared because she says the size of it, it was about the size of a cantaloupe. She said eight centimeters by 11 centimeters um, wide. And so, of course, she wanted me to come back the next day to do some tests. Um, and so after going to see, um, going to an oncologist, um, 
the blessing that came out of it is although, yes, they determined that's what it was, um, I didn't need radiation or chemo. Um, it was contained. And so fast forward, April, had surgery, went to, met the, um, the, uh, the oncologist, uh, orthopedic oncologist in, uh, in Emory. And uh, he basically said, well, um, although it's, 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 uh, it's uh, rarely that the metastasize or spreads, we need to have surgery. And so we needed to do an extensive knee replacement, hmm. um, you know, in order for me to walk. And so, of course, went through that, did that, you know, had surgery and that, that, that journey was long. It was PT and everything like that. But thank goodness, you know, I came through. I was able to run again. I was able to do everything, you know. Mm. Everything was going well. And 2014 came, you know, still eating, thought that I was eating healthy, you know, still doing the plant-based, didn't go to meat. Um, you know what? No. I remember after surgery, everyone kept saying, my dad, everyone came down, you need to eat meat, you need to eat meat for protein. And I remember trying it for two, for about five days. And I promise you, remember how we talked about what you, whatever you eat mm -hmm. and the pores. And I promise you, as soon as I ate it, the next day, this is it, my pores, I started to smell, my underarms started to smell. And I'm like, what is that? Why would I feel uneasy? And at the day two, I remember, I changed to meat. And as soon as I let it go, I was like, no more meat. After five days, everything came back to normal. Mm. I'm still doing the plant-based. But, you know, afterwards, you know, 2014, while I was at work again, sitting down, I still remember that. It felt like an explosion in my knee. And from there, for five months, they couldn't find out what it was until they found out it was an infection. So I had to go right back into surgery and to, 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 to have a whole new replacement. I had to replace everything, the rod, and put a whole new prosthesis inside of my leg. Thank you. And so um, during that time, I was able to speak to a naturopathic doctor who mentioned to me that there are some more changes that needed to be done. And what you were doing probably was not enough, but you need to do some more, more plants, learning more. And so through that journey, I learned a little bit more about um, how food can be your medicine. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned is that even though it seems as if I had an infection for five months where so many people, it could have taken their lives, you could have became septic, mm -hmm. that didn't happen to me. And so the question would be, well, what happened? Why do you think it didn't happen? And so what the naturopathic doctor mentioned to me, first thing he said was, do you believe that God is still in the business of healing? To get my mind right, because I was in so much pain. Man. Five months, I was on crutches. I couldn't get out of bed. Any little movement, I was in so much pain. And he started teaching me about using plants and foods, living foods, um, to be um, a healing, to help the body healing. And also, he said, because of the pain, he believed that the next process, because I already had a prosthesis, mm -hmm. that you, I was on that path to having surgery again, but preparing my body. Mm -hmm. So just in case. So as I um, was working with him, I was learning the different foods, more alkaline foods um, to put in my body, um, to also build me up and to build my immune system and to build my cells 
um, repair organs. And so literally uh, in July 31st, I had surgery. And I, pr I promise you, Pete and listeners, after day two of surgery, after day two, um, no pain. Wow. After surgery, opening you up, mm. putting something new, you know, no, no pain. And I remember they kept coming in and trying to give me uh, pain meds. And I was like, I don't need it. And they're like, what do you mean you don't need pain meds? You just had surgery. What do you mean? Um, so, again, going through uh, physical therapy. I remember the physical therapist was surprised because he was saying to me, well, if this was, a, um, uh, if this was an infection, why didn't it spread? And the first thing he thought was, because of course he was kind of conscious, he said, it seems as if um, whatever you started eating helped the infection to remain. Because mm -hmm. you got to remember to listen, that's one thing I've learned. As I changed my diet and learned disease cannot live in an alkaline or oxygenated environment. All disease can only live in an acidic mm -hmm. environment. So if the body is oxygenated or alkaline, it cannot live. The disease cannot live in it. Hmm. So in order for your bodies to be alkaline, you have to put the right things in. Yeah. You have to remove things that are acidic. Some people may ask, what are, what are some things that are acidic? Sodas, mm -hmm. processed foods, mm -hmm. some of the pastries, mm -hmm. um, certain white processed foods, white rice, white um, flour, mm -hmm. you know, um, some potatoes. <laughs> Uh, Fried foods. <laughs> just to, I mean, since you give an example of uh, acidic, just for the sake of the listeners, I mean, because, you know, at first I had to look it up to find out what kind of food are alkaline food. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I know they have the alkaline water, but a lot of people wouldn't know what some of the alkaline foods are. What about, can you give a couple of examples of those? Okay, some of the alkaline food that are also important is seeds, mm -hmm. seeded foods. Mm -hmm. You remember the, you know, we, we talk about, you know, when, when God created this earth, he said that for every herb bearing seed, everything he created had seeds. Mm -hmm. um, for example, fruits, apples, grapes, cantaloupes, mm -hmm. watermelon, seeded watermelon. If you look at vegetables, if you look at zucchini, um, tomatoes, um, uh, what else can I, cucumbers, um, some of the kale. Uh, you look at collard greens, green beans. Mm. Um, what else that I can think of? Um, green peppers, the peppers. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's <laughs> you know that's a good amount. Like in case yeah. you know they want to pick up a few of those to start making a collection. Because a lot of people, um, you know, they were like, okay, you know, I'm eating better. I'm I'm eating salad. But the thing, sometimes, what kind of salad are, are you eating? How uh, you know, is it? Are you really getting everything you need? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we we say we're eating better, but the things that we need, we think is healthy, it is not giving us enough for us to be healthy. Mm -hmm. It's just you know not adding more problems. Yeah. If that makes any sense. So. So one of the things too is I tell our residents: if you make a fist, <clears throat> it's the size of your stomach. Mm -hmm. Your fist is the size of your stomach, mm -hmm. but also your plate should almost be like a rainbow. Mm -hmm. different foods, but knowing and when you research, when you're studying, finding out what foods has different minerals that your body needs in order for it to perform to optimal health. All right. That's, that's great. And um, so basically, 
in changing your diet, how is that feeling moving forward, both with your process, with your leg, and with your th health in general? Wow. Well, you know, Pete, you know, the first surgery now has been what eight years. Mm. I can honestly say switching over to a more plant-based diet, you do have more energy. Mm -hmm. um, I feel your immune system is built up a little bit different mm -hmm. or stronger. Um, I find myself not having as much colds. Mm -hmm. You know, you feel a little younger. Too much in your face, you feel younger. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, not, not, not boosting or promoting it, you know, but it's true. You know, when, when you meet other people, they may ask your age and they're like, really? Mm -hmm. But... I just think overall, um, you're more conscious of what you put in your body. Okay. Um, your so, body yeah. responds differently. Bowel movements. Mm -hmm. I'm just being honest. Bowel <laughs> movements are different. We talked about if you eat three meals a day, yeah. you move. So the more of those type of food that you eat, it's easier for the body to remove those toxins. Mm -hmm. So that way it can um, preserve the body to live a life that um, mm -hmm. is long and um, healthy. And prosperous, and vibrant. yeah, <laughs> definitely. Prosperous. So, let me ask you, what's your cheating day? Cheating day, <laughs> wow, I don't know. I don't, you know, it's funny because I, man, uh, people may look, some people think, man, you just too, you too, you too strong on this diet. That's what I'll say, man. It's you know, yeah. it's almost like a fanatic, but it's just the discipline. See, because I know where what I what I what I went through. Mm -hmm. I'm just being honest, I tell people, listen, pain isn't fun. And so if you can prevent anything, you know, if you can prevent these things from happening, mm. um, do it. You know, we talk about prevention is better than cure. Yeah. And use my, my testimony as an example. I remember the doctor said this, honestly. He said, out of a million people in Atlanta, only 16 people get the, the sarcoma or the cancer that you get. Only wow. 16 out of a million. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I tell people, even if it's not cancer, but any other thing, because really and truly, it's not this hereditary, oh, my mom had it. No. Most of it is lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Whatever you do is what triggers. And sometimes, too, what you eat growing up, if you never change your lifestyle, people are like, it's not that you started eating healthy and all of a sudden everything went, you know, went great. Because you you were eating healthy yeah. when it happened, but the things all the stuff you had in your body, in the they were still there because all those things make up your body, yeah. and your body mass, or you know. So it it it's still uh, your body's still vulnerable in some level, yeah. you know, until you're able to flush out all that stuff, which takes years to yeah. happen. So you know, until all that happens, you can't really. You know, say 100%, okay, I have no way of get, uh, yeah. getting sick. And it's not to say nobody, you know, nobody lives forever. No. It's just a matter of uh, what is a quality life that is being lived. Um, and one thing so. people have to also realize, too, and I'll let you go, is disease doesn't happen overnight either. It doesn't. It happens. Yeah. It takes time. Mm -hmm. And it builds up over time to it manifests. Over, of course. You know, right. so... That's something else we have to think about. Just because you don't see it yet doesn't mean that mm -hmm. it's not happening. It's not growing. It's exactly. not, you know, building up. Exactly. So. And, and sometimes too, you know, when it starts up, if you are in a bad place with your health, it makes things a lot worse because it's just right. basically pile up. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed your testimony. It was definitely refreshing. And, and what some people don't realize is that sometimes it doesn't, they don't have to wait for it to happen to them in order to... No. To make that change, but I do feel like when people go through that experience, it is easier. 
Yeah. All of a sudden, the addiction is not so is not so strong because they now feel like okay, it's life or death, or they you know their life depends on it. So they really have to step up, otherwise you know things are gonna go bad. Yeah. So. So Pete, now just share with us, you know, your journey um, regarding to optimal health. Um, yeah. Well. In my case, I mean, mine wasn't, I guess it wasn't as inspiring as, as your situation because, I mean, I hear that I want to cry. Cause, but, but, uh, but in my case, it was more like a warning. Uh, so I sort of listened to my body mm. and made the change. In college, when we met, you know, yeah. I was eating everything. I mean, down, McDonald's yeah. down down the street from, from the school got a lot of my money, in, especially <laughs> for the... Especially for those uh, dollar um, McChickens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, in the middle of the night, we just go down there and just pack up on those McChickens. You can't go wrong, you know, late, late night study. But either way, after grad school, um, uh, I, I was, you know, I, I, I kind of started this job. I was doing my thing. And, you know, I got a promotion pretty quick. So with the promotion also, it, it came with the price. Mm -hmm. So you, that's when beeper existed. So they gave me a beeper. And the thing is, working with a lot of people with psych, uh, mental health issues. And you know because they were not confined in one place to stay, they were very independent. So these people were out there in the, in the community doing things. So they, they would get caught into issues. They would get sick. They would die. So my beeper, whenever it beeps, because my beeper number would be in a bracelet that they wear. So whenever it beeps, that means I got to get up and go. Mm. So I was working literally around the clock from here, there. And I was working upstate New York at the time. Uh, it was a nice little job. And, you know, so I had to just drive all the way up there, get, get you know, just still, you know, to either identify a body or find out, you know, what can be done for a patient. So anyway, because of those hours, uh, I was in, you know, I was in my mid twenties. Mm. I was feeling like an old man, like mm. in, uh, in my, like I was in my sixties. You know, the energy was going down, and I, it's not because I would eat. I would eat and get up and eat. I can eat a bowl of chicken with no problem without without blanket. But the thing is, eating that would not only make me slouch, make me drag, and, and uh, by the time I come back to catch a couple hours of sleep, it, it was just not feeling well, and I was getting acid reflux a lot, which does not feel good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, man, it, it was like it, it was a bad experience for me all around, and I felt like I needed to make a change because I needed to know why. I mean, I'm at this age, but you know, feeling like this bad, and between church events uh, and work and this and that, it was really wearing me out. So, and I decided to look into what's possible. So, you know, I looked up different type of uh, things, and then uh, as far as why I'm feeling this way. Uh, a few of them, majority of them say, okay, your eating habit can cause that, or your sleeping, lack of sleep. I mean, lack of sleep is not something I could really control too much because because you're on call all the time. Mm -hmm. It's sort of, you know, it became a habit. Now I can either catch up during the day or find a way to do that, but the eating I could, I could help. So I switched, what type of eating are there? Now I did hear about vegetarians. I did hear about pescatarians. I did hear about all these, but... Uh, I wanted to know which one would help my situation better. So I looked up a few, did my research. Now the the most um, the most complicated one, the mo the hardest one was veganism, like plant-based. So I'm like, okay, let me try that. 
I'm going to start there for a month, see how it feels. If I can't handle it, then I'll little by little go down until I get to a comfortable position where I'm still feeling okay, but I'm not necessarily, uh, you know, going crazy on it. Mm-hmm. So I started veganism. And, you know, when I told some people I was vegan, they were like, ha, ah, man, you crazy. Oh, man, I'm not. They don't want to be part of this. They don't want to be part of that. Or, but after one month, I tell you that I did not want to switch to anything else. Wow. I feel so good, man. I'm telling you. I, and that's when I knew very little about what to eat because it was more like get some vegetables, get some of this, get some of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I was eating those, um, the star, whatever. Morning was, star. Morning star. <laughs> sandwich, uh, that's what we all started. And yep. Yeah. And they were pretty salty. I'm like, is that even healthy? But anyway, they call it vegan. Why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would, I would eat those. And, you know, I, I was feeling so good. I didn't want to go back. I just basically went on a journey, continuing the journey to learn more about it. So mm. the more people I, I met, the more uh, I sort of learned about it, the more it, it better it got because I, more options came to, to me. So, you know, it, it got better. So just I got to go back. That's it. So definitely, Pete, as you mentioned, and I mentioned both change is also good. Yeah, it may be difficult, mm-hmm. but if you know, we, we take the time to start off somewhere mm-hmm. and to our listeners, um, really and truly, um, health is all we really have. No matter how much we can look at it, you know, no matter how much money you have, you know, no matter, you know, if you have the best job, um, you may feel as if you are at the top of your game, but if you don't take care of yourself, if you don't have health, you have nothing. You have nothing, you you know, and so to our listeners, please, I encourage you to really take the time to um, reflect and look at yourselves, look at the things you're putting in your body. Mm-hmm. You know, I encourage all of our our listeners to, you know, read ingredients for those that have children like we do. Please, it's so important to start teaching them mm-hmm. now, <sighs> teaching them that what they put in their bodies does matter keeping away from a lot of the process. And even if you have to buy processed foods, there's so much different mm. alternatives, a healthier, yeah. quote unquote, as they would say, snacks yeah. that you can give our children. Because if we don't do that, mm-hmm. we're going to repeat that same cycle. Oh yeah. And so we're going to have children, even now, look at so many children now that are coming up with diabetes, high blood pressure, you see cancers on the rise. A lot of these things, if you look back, again, you know, I don't have all the answers. We don't. But when you look at it, if you tag it, if you, if you kind of pick it back to diet, mm-hmm. allergies, yeah. all these different things are on a rise. Look at the diet. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, too, I'm glad you point out, that, you know, your kids, you sort of had to really teach them early on. And what I've encountered is that a lot of people are saying that, you know, my, my son or my daughter doesn't want to eat this. I, I, I'm not like the best parent in the world, nor do I, nor am I, 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 I nor do I like write a book on, because there's no really real ways to really deal with your children. But if they're your children, you give them something to eat, and, you know, they need to eat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 the thing too, and it's okay. Yes, yeah, sometimes some people, some parents have to start somewhere. Yeah. 
But the idea, oh, they don't like this. They want this thing that you know for a fact is not doing anything for them. They just want to put something in their stomach. Yeah. You're hurting your child. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, what happens? Oh, yeah, my kid won't eat this. They're eat like what you introduce them to, what you put your foot down to do. I mean, again, this is not a parenting class. <laughs> I just find it hard to understand when parents tell me, oh, my kid doesn't want to eat this. Your kid mm-hmm. is not 18, he's not 19, he's not 20. I have, a, if I have a, 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 a two, five, seven, 10, 12, 14, 15 year old, they're eating what I give them. Yeah. No, you know? no, no. So it's just a matter of, you know, you do learn about your kids, find out different things. It's not to say you can't give them what they like, but if what they like is hurting them, you probably should take it away. Yeah. I'm not giving my kid mac and cheese just because that's what they think they like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're giving, I'm giving them because when they have to go to a hospital, who has to deal with it? They when they're sick, all these things, who has to deal with it? So if you don't deal with it early on, you're going to have a problem down the line. Yeah. And that's why I think too, Pete, you know, as you mentioned, it's so important from young to train their taste buds. Mm-hmm. Because if you can train their taste buds from young and also for those parents who have children that are older and they may have that same problem, we have to begin the process of preparing meals at home. Mm-hmm. Bring them into the kitchen have them prepare some of the meals as well exactly. so that it makes it easier for them to enjoy. Of course. You I mean, know? Remember I told my first job um, was, uh, was McDonald's? Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the experiences I had there standing there at the cash register and watching pa- full parents. I mean, some of them I knew by name. They came there so often. Mm. They eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner there all the time. I don't think that's a good thing yeah. for the cash register at McDonald's to know you. By, but, by first name? By, like at a first name basis, that's not cool. And no you were there too buy. much. <laughs> I'm not even telling people not to eat McDonald's. I mean, you shouldn't. But I'm not telling people not to. But all I'm saying is if the cash register know you by name. It's a problem. It's a problem. And of course, you know, we understand. Listen, we're living in a time where, you know, parents are working. Everyone's busy, but try to input, you know, in your schedule, that time where we can start preparing meals, you know, look for easier meals to prepare. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, having everyone hands on, mom, dad, children, those that are capable of doing it, have a schedule. Um, It makes a big difference. Not only would it help with you, with what you're putting in your body, but it also helps to allow the families to grow closer together and also everyone be on the same page Mm -hmm. with wanting that optimal health. Yes, we understand it's not going to always be easy at first, Mm -mm. but the good thing now is compared to what it was like for us, what for me, 11 years ago, you have almost 10. I'm almost 10. 10, Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we saw, we see a difference. So many different people, you know, um, it is a lifestyle. Not a diet, you know, because when I think of diet, I think of the first three letters, yeah. but it's a lifestyle. And so look at it this way. Think of it this way, everyone. Um, you're not only doing this for now, but you're doing this for the future and also for the next generation. Preparing ourselves to have optimal health so that not only will it remove or reduce a lot of the diseases that we're having, but it also teaches the next generation the importance of preparing your own meals learning what you're putting in your body, reading ingredients, asking questions, and hopefully being able to teach others who may not know. The whole, the most important thing that we can do 
he even us for us, you know, while, while we're on this podcast is to teach and to, you know, to hopefully help someone who may not know. And again, if you have any questions, you know, myself and Pete, you know, we do cook. Mm. So please look out for our, mm. I'm just playing. We're not, we're not coping with anything soon. Maybe we don't know, but yeah, just definitely ask, you know, yeah. um, any questions that you may have and we'll be willing to help. Yeah. And I think I give our email address before, mm-hmm. uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and we have an email address, uh, email address. It's worth living one, the number one at gmail.com. And it's worth living one for Twitter and, uh, and Instagram. If awesome. you, you know, want to follow us, ask questions, Look, it you know it, the thing is we're all learning, yeah. and even till this day, every time we have a conversation or every time Ed finds something out, he would let me know. You know, same same thing, vice you know, vice versa. So it's just so that we can, um, you know, we can continuously learning and knowing what what else we can do, because you you never know when you know information can come very handy. Sometimes Ed would tell me something, and I even if I have not used it. But somebody else asked me something about it, and then I'm able to share it that way. So it's it's a it's a big circle that goes around and around. So if if you need to know something, reach out. We're more than happy to to share. Yeah, and um, if you have any questions in regards to some of the websites mm-hmm. that we shop at, um, please send us um, some information on on our Instagram page or any of our um, email addresses, and we'll gladly share that information with you. Yeah, anywhere you are in the, in the, in America, the world, there's always something somewhere you can buy. Because you know, if you're up north, you, you know there's different stores. Uh, if you're in the south, there are farmers market, different areas that you can actually find something. So wherever you are, it's just a matter of looking for it. And, yep. You know, you you'll always find it. So and so before we end, right? We just wanted to share this quote because it's not just food, mm-hmm. but it says your diet is not only what you eat. You know why it says it is also what you watch, mm-hmm. listen to, and read, the people you hang out with, and the things you subject your mind and soul to. Always be mindful of the things you put in your body, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Amen to that. Amen to that. So as we end, as always, we just want to remind all of our, li- all of our listeners, I am remarkably made. You are remarkably made. So remember, we're all remarkably made. And therefore, it is worth living.